Hello and welcome to Southside Church Podcast. For information about our church located in Cape Town, South Africa, go and check out our website, southsidechurch.co.za. We trust that the message would inspire you today. We are landing our series, Word View, Living in This World Through God's Word. Because the alternative to living through God's word is living based on the worldview around us that so often contradicts the word of God. In fact, one of the key themes we've been looking at, which has just stuck the last few weeks, is this idea of individualism. In our world, modern worldview, there's this very popular idea of individualism, and it's contrary to God's word. Individualism stresses that people should be able to solve problems or accomplish goals on their own without having to rely on assistance from others. So you and I kind of buy into that through memes like, believe in yourself because there is no limit to what you can achieve. Be careful of that. Worldview encourages us to believe there are no limits to what we can achieve on our own, while a word-based view says it's impossible to achieve anything significant without community. That's why the author of 1 Corinthians 12 verse 19 writes to the church, for no matter how significant you are, it is only because of what you are part of. In the light of individualism, success is to be attained alone and limitations don't exist. While God's word says significance can only be achieved if you're part of a community because the community exceeds your individual limitations. As followers of Jesus, God's word tells us that our human limitations, listen to this, Our human limitations are not threats to individual success. They are invitations to significance through life in community. They aren't threats, they're invitations. Your human limitations are not a threat to your faith. Oh, you know, I want to do great things for God. And then we use that Bible verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, go jump off a building. Tell me how that works out. You understand the context that doesn't give you permission or tell you that you can do anything you want. And if you acknowledge your human limitations, it doesn't mean that you're threatening your faith and believing God can do great things through your life. It's an opportunity for God to work effectively through your life. Paul the Apostle actually writes about this thing of limitations. And he says in 2 Corinthians verse 10 from verse 13, when referring to himself and his calling, we, however, will not boast beyond proper limits, but will confine our boasting to the sphere of service God himself has assigned us. Some versions say the field of service God has assigned to us. A sphere that also includes you. We're not going too far in our boasting as would be the case if we had not come to you, for we did get as far as you with the gospel of Christ. Neither do we go beyond our limits by boasting of work done by others. Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activity 
or our field of activity among you will be greatly expanded so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. For we do not want to boast about work already done in someone else's territory, but let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. Paul says that we are to stay within the limits of our own life and calling. When he speaks about keeping the sphere or the field that God has assigned us to, biblically it's the picture of an athletic contest in which there are lanes marked out for different runners. Think about that when Paul later writes to the young church leader Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7 at the end of his life saying, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race and I've remained faithful. Finishing the faith race marked out for him required that Paul embraced the fact that he had certain limitations instead of denying them. In just these few verses, Paul uses that word limits twice, in some versions three times, revealing how clear he was about the limits of his own ability and calling. And then in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, Paul continues when he writes to the church in Rome, encouraging them to live willingly within the limits and possibilities of who they really are. When he writes, don't think you're better than you really are, Christian. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. You can be honest about your limitations. No, Grant, you can't do that in Jesus' name. No, no, you can, in Jesus' name. This is who I am, Lord. But if I'm honest, I don't have a high emotional capacity. Hey, God, I'm Grant. My limitations, Lord, I I get caught up and lose sight of detail. Sometimes I I speak before processing what I'm going to say and I hurt people. No, no, in Jesus' name, I'm not like that. The Lord's made me new. Be honest in evaluating yourself. The lane or the field of activity God has called you to. Christian professor and author Dr. Ruth Haley Barton wrote, living within limits is not in any way an acquiescence that is despairing, passive, or fatalistic. Rather, it honors the deepest realities of the life God has given us. Life in this body at this age and stage. Life in my family at its age and stage. Life in this personality. Life with this community. Life in the midst of this calling. The individual limitations that we blame for making us victims in certain areas of our lives such as where we grew up, our age or personality, are actually invitations to victory and communion with others. You see, if you and I, as described in God's Word, are the body of Christ, the church, then my limitation as no more than a hand is an invitation to join the arm. And if my limitation is Only what can be done by the arm, it is my invitation to join the torso. And as each individual accepts the invitation of their limitation, they form the fullness of what they could never become alone in the unity of a complete body. Let your limitations keep 
you faithfully focused inside the lane marked out for you in your faith race. This is what humility means, as described by Paul, when he says, not thinking that you are better than you really are, but being honest in your evaluation of yourself and your limitations. Hi, God, this is Grant. And here are my limitations. It's interesting that when we do this, it actually doesn't highlight our failures. But in the process, we actually become clearer on our strengths. Australian author, pastor, and historian of the ancient world, Professor John Dixon, in his book, Humilitas, wrote about this dynamic of humbling oneself, being honest about our limitations and what it does in bringing up an awareness of our strengths. When he says it's impossible to be humble in the real sense without a healthy sense of your own worth and abilities. When we realistically accept our limitations, we also discover our strengths with which to most effectively serve God's will. That's why Paul could say at the end of his life that he had finished his race and kept the faith by serving God's will for his life because he had accepted the limitations of the lane that made up his life. Hi, God, I'm Grant and here I am. And as I said, I sometimes open my mouth too quickly without processing, and I hurt people in ways I don't mean to. Hi, God, here I am, Grant, and mm, my limitations, Lord, sometimes I can get so caught up in these big ideas that I forget about the details. Hi, God, here's Grant, and this list of limitations is getting crazy, but you know what I do realize I can do for you? I can preach. You know what I also realize I can do once I recognize it? I can articulate subjects really well and help make them simple for people to understand. Huh. I can do that. And that's why when people say to me things like, Yo, Pastor, that was a good message. I'm not going to pretend that I'm humble and go, Oh, it's not me, it's the Lord, it's the Lord. See, because that's not humility. As John Dixon helps us understand, humility actually creates confidence in our strengths. So when people go to me, your pastor, that was a good word. I'm like, flip, yes it was. You know how hard I worked. I took my skill and strength and I studied for hours. I researched articles on subjects I didn't fully understand. I went and I learned about words in Greek and did deep studies into how they correlate with other scriptures. Flip. And so if you've ever asked me that, you would have noticed that my response is always, thanks, I need that encouragement. Because I'm not going to tell you that it wasn't good. I'll tell you, well, that's my strength. And, and God puts his hand on it when I use it. Because I'm aware of all the other areas of limitation in which I could not do the things that others need to participate in for us to be who we are in the wholeness of who God's called us to be. Accepting your individual limitations empowers you to most effectively serve God's purposes. 
Yet so often as Christians, we've thought of limitations as a threat to what we're supposed to believe God can do through us by faith. What if part of being the best version of who you can be in serving God begins by allowing yourself to acknowledge your limitations? There's a story told about heavyweight boxer Muhammad Ali during a flight that he was on while going to defend his heavyweight title. Apparently, the captain announced they were approaching heavy turbulence and had asked everyone to put on their seatbelts immediately. The crew hurried up and down the aisles, checking everyone was strapped in before getting strapped in themselves. And one flight attendant noticed Muhammad hadn't put on his seatbelt. She said, excuse me, sir. Would you please fasten your seatbelt? The captain has advised us this could be quite rough. Ali looked at her and calmly said, Superman don't need no seatbelt. To which she quickly replied, Superman don't need no plane. You're 30,000 feet in the air about to hit a storm and you don't think you need a seatbelt. In fact, you need more than just your seatbelt. You need the crew, you need the pilot, you need the plane. And so too do we as followers of Jesus need God, we need His Word, and we need His people. Because whether we want to believe it or not, we have individual limitations in the life that God has given us. The beautiful thing about that is that even though we carry individual limitations, it does not keep us from God's blessings. Because if we choose to bring our individual limitations into the unlimited abundance of God's unique individual giftings brought together in the community of the church, then we complement each other and live in the wholeness of what it means to be community and not think we can do it all by ourselves. While our modern worldview encourages us to extend ourselves beyond realistic limitations and succeed as individuals in our own strength, a view through God's Word tells us to serve others in community with our strengths and connect with one another through our weakness. Through our weakness, and the church has not done this well. Instead, we've come with our blessed brother, blessed sister, while living in brokenness that we're bearing by what we call faith. We've got hurt when the perfect people in church weren't so perfect, not recognizing that that's exactly why we come together, because we needed a Lord and Savior that could forgive us of the sin that continues to work its way through our human experience. What would happen if we served one another with our strengths and connected with one another through our weakness? Hey, I'm Grant, and I, I can serve you with my ability to preach the Word of God as God speaks to me. To develop my vocabulary, my passion, this ability to connect and feel you in the moment. Hello, that's what I can do. But I struggle with depression. 
and I have like this adult ADD and I'm not just saying it like everyone else. I really have it. And I grapple with my own sense of self all the time and actually I'm very self-conscious and always feel like people are talking about me when I'm walking past. I'm Grant. I love Jesus and I'm navigating what that means. What would the church look like if that's how we lived? We served one another with our strengths and we connected with one another through our weaknesses. And here's the beauty of that idea that in the New Testament book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul again, who wrote to us about, about the limitations of what we have and, and being honest when evaluating ourselves, the same Paul speaks and he's writing to the church in Corinth and he's telling them, hey man, there's this one area of weakness in my life. He called it a thorn in his flesh. Theologians aren't sure what it was, but we could speculate multiple things. It was one thing he struggled with all the time and he says like hey this is something I suffer with and then he explains to them how he sees the advantage in it and he's begun to see how the weakness is to advantage and then we read from 2 Corinthians 12 from verse 8 where he speaks and he finishes by saying this three different times I begged the Lord to take it away my weakness he's talking about each time he said my grace is all you need my power works best in weakness so now I am glad to boast about my weakness he's talking about being strong and confident about my limitations and the areas in which I don't get it right and then he says so that the power of Christ can work through me. If we can serve with our strengths and connect with our weakness, the power of God can work through our lives. Being honest about your limitations is the beginning of inviting God to work through your lives because you can serve people with the strengths that become clear while connecting through an awareness of your limitations and weakness as a human saved by grace.